0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
0: This is the Rugby Run. We are talking rugby and we're going to head to Australia now, catch up with an icon of Australian broadcasting, uh, Peter Mears. Peter, good afternoon. Welcome.
1: G'day, how are you,
0: mate? Yeah, good. Steve Devine alongside me, another one of your fellow countrymen who was probably the smartest Australian I've ever met because he decided to come here, live and play for the All Blacks.
1: Toughest little halfback we had from Teppi.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you kicked me out.
1: Yeah. Hey, um,
0: right, good to see you, Steve. Hey, hey, Peter, look, realistically, is this the best chance the Wallabies have got of winning the Bledisloe in 20 years?
1: I would say yes, given the inconsistent form of the All Blacks losing six of the last nine. But mind you, the Wallabies have been up and down too, haven't they? If you go with the pattern, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, which they've done in three series against England, Argentina and South Africa, they should win the first test against New Zealand. But having seen what's happened in recent years, I'm not confident
2: yeah, I'm. I'm nervous about the first one because the Wallabies were woeful um, in that second test against Africa uh, last time around. They were, They just didn't turn up to play at all. So, just like just like the All Blacks didn't turn up against Argy in the first test, um, we turned up in the second one. So it's it's about that attitude thing, and I just know the the Wallabies will be hurt by that performance because they they were a long way from their best.
0: Uh, Peter, do you get a sense though that if there's one team the Wallabies will lift against more so than any other side, it is us?
1: Absolutely. I think um, you can forget the uh, rugby championship. It's the Bledisloe that Australia is very conscious of our dreadful record for two decades. I mean, the last time we won the Bledisloe, most kids uh, you know, were just in short, in nappies. The, oh. the kids are watching rugby these days, the young ones know that was a while ago mate cuz
2: i i played in the game
1: you did yeah yes well that was a feather in your cap Steve. wasn't it
2: wasn't it, it was really <laughs> fantastic it? It was like yesterday
1: why, why do you think why do you think australia won in that era
2: uh, i think they had some remarkable players in that era i think uh the larkhams um the Gregans, finnegan's um you know at, at the end of the day to be a world class team you've got to have world class players and um I just think um, – I, I also believe that uh, having three super teams back then was, was a huge part of it to building uh, really serious combinations and to having – yeah. I just think you're spread a little bit too thin over there at the moment and you, and you really struggle with combinations.
1: Yeah, I did a rugby lunch at Noosa yesterday with Campo. Oh, yep. He said exactly the same thing because when he played, there were only three Australian teams and Australia used to hold their own against New Zealand. But it seems we've had such a drought since we've
2: gone to five teams, yeah, yeah, certainly you're just you're just too thin, and you um you know you you can have re- three really good teams in Australia, and um you know New Zealand look at New Zealand rugby this year um with the introduction of uh, the Mono Pacifica team that's almost a sixth team that took a lot of people out of club rugby took a lot of people on the fringes into that team and and it thinned us out a little bit as well. A few teams late in the competition, the Highlanders particularly, started getting some injuries and. With a sixth team over here, you just you, you really struggle for fodder at the at you know the the dark ends when you when you have a few key uh, injuries in those big positions. You you know our death we struggled this year in New Zealand as well.
0: Mm. Hey, um, Peter. So when you run across this squad or the, the the twenty-three, however it might look when this team is announced, what has impressed you about this Wallaby team this year? Where are the strengths first?
1: Well, there's one player who's been an absolute all-star. Marika Korambetti uh, would have gone into any World 15 on his performances. That uh, try saving tackle on Mapimpi in the last game was an absolute classic. But uh, he has been backed up by other lesser lights, I suppose you might say. Uh, Rob bellatini has been outstanding. It's the best year he's had in Test Rugby. Jed Holloway's come into the pack and added a bit of starch. Uh, Michael Hooper's always terrific, but he's had to pull out it because of mental frailties. And Fraser McWright's come in and made a huge impact, I think. Three tries so far for the little fellow from Queensland. Um, you know, Hunter Post Army. The centres have gone well. Lenny Ketow. But the inconsistency is what worries me. And it's not just Australia. Of course, New Zealand's inconsistency is staggering. I've never known the All Blacks to be so unreliable and...
0: Oh, it's, it, it's Peter! Like, it's uh, not—it's not lost on the New Zealand public. I can tell you that.
1: Yeah. Well, don't you think? What are the most difficult thing for the All Blacks is the criticism from their, their own country, their own media. Because they expect so much.
0: Well, but that's always been the way. And anybody that's come along and thinks suddenly um, that Ian Foster, it's been unfair and it's somehow been different, it's not. I mean, I remember the days of Laurie Maines under all sorts of scrutiny, John Hart for a period there. That's just the way it is. And that's the way it should always be. And the day that the New Zealand public and the media stop caring, stop asking the hard questions, uh, we're going to be in real, real trouble, Peter. Uh, look, just coming back though, I asked you about your strengths. What, you know, and you're talking about the inconsistencies, but. Where are the years that are leading Australia down at the moment?
1: Well, the scrum's been strangely unreliable, and it had been in terrific nick leading up to uh, this rugby championship. And I put a lot of it down to the enigmatic Taniela Tupou. As you know, he's Kiwi born. He's 135 kilos when he's fit. He's a force of nature. He hasn't been bested in the the local Super Rugby. Uh, by any other prop that I've seen this season. But uh, with the birth of his first child, he had a month off. And I don't know what he was doing, probably sitting on the sofa and eating Kentucky Fried or something, but he's certainly gone backwards in his fitness and his form, his confidence. Uh, His set piece hasn't been as good as it normally is. And if you could put it down to one person, but of course, as you know, a scrum isn't... it's, It's eight people who pack together. And um, there's been a lot of changes because of injuries. Uh, and I'm pleased to see that Cater and Neville's been selected in the squad. He's a standout in the lineouts. And, um, you know, the, the squad's actually looking pretty good. I think Swain and Frost are pretty good backups to Matt Phillip in the second row and the lineouts in particular. So that's, to me, been the source of the problem that if you're not winning up front, particularly against teams like New Zealand and South Africa, you're no chance, even if you've got the best back line in the world.
2: Yeah, that, that that's always been, over probably the last 10 years, it's been the, the frailty of the Wallaby pack that sort of has brought them undone. So they, they have made some changes there. Um, you know, the, the, the new locks that have come in this year, I think have added a lot to to the Wallaby team. They can, um, they're can not, not scared to carry the balls, carry hard. Um, mate, halfback. Do you think um, Nick Nick White's performance last test was was woeful? Um, obviously, he had a bit playing on his mind from from when he almost died against Fluff to Kirk. Um, do you, who's going to play nine? Would you bring in? Would you go? Would you go and try and win the Bledisloe Cup and bring in um, someone like Tate McDermott to actually throw some attacking firepower out there? Yeah,
1: as far as I'm concerned, Tate McDermott's the best running halfback. If you're going to be hypercritical, you'd say his box kick is not up to the standard of someone like Nick White. But Nick White's become very predictable, and his box kick, to me, isn't a positive for the Wallabies. The strength of the Wallabies are their running backs, and they've got to get the ball to them as much as they can, particularly out in the flanks, the back three. Uh, Tate McDermott, to me, deserves a go, but whether or not he'll be any better than Nick White remains to be seen.
2: Do you, do you throw the kitchen sink at an attacking team and, and try and win it in in Melbourne, or do you play conservative?
1: Yeah, I reckon throw the kitchen sink. What have you got to lose? I mean, if Australia doesn't win both games, New Zealand's going to take the laugh because they hold it, of course. Uh, so we've got to throw our best attacking team onto the field and hope the forwards can give them enough prunes so that they can score tries, which they did against the South Africans, really surprised me how well they played against South Africa in the first test, because South Africans have had a pretty good record, and they're the world champions at the moment. Yeah. So uh, uh, the backs have got the ability. There's not a lot of experience there, but when they start firing, they're pretty good to watch, aren't they?
2: Yeah, I thought the Africans were terrible in that first test. I I thought it was more the Africans losing their match than than the Aussies winning it, but... um, Uh, Peter, I'm with you. I I think the Wallaby team just need to pick the most attacking, dynamic team they can and just go for broke, Um, give themselves a chance and just attack, attack hard out. And I I think that's their best chance to uh, beat this New Zealand team.
1: Yeah, I think the weakness with the backs, if you're going to pinpoint anything, uh, players being unavailable, I suppose. Fly half has been a bit of a problem with um, Quade Cooper getting an injury. He was in such terrific form and Noah Lolicio is only 22 and the selectors didn't seem to have any faith in him because they dropped him after one bad game so he would have gone down in confidence. Uh, James O'Connor was strangely out of form and so he's been discarded completely. But I think fullback is the key because all the teams now use the box kick a lot, particularly the South Africans and none of the three that they've tried or four in fact, they've tried Hodge, Wright, Kellaway, Pattaya None of them has sealed the position for themselves. And I might sound biased, but I'd like to see Jock Campbell, the Reds fullback, get a go. Because he's safe under the high ball and he's elusive in attack. He's really one for the future.
2: Yeah, he's, he's certainly a talented footy player. Um, yeah, mate, you're right. He probably deserves to have a crack. And like I said before, I'd, I'd throw the kitchen sink at this test. I'd just go all out attack and... Um, That's where I'd be looking to, you know, get on the outside of the All Blacks.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. If you're Dave Rennie, um, there, Peter, you've seen how Ireland have beaten the All Blacks. You saw how South Africa beat them in that first test. Argentina. I mean, the blueprint even last year on the end of the year tour, the blueprint is there. And is it just a simple case of just getting that early ascendancy, just winning that breakdown, just you know, fronting up and just throwing body and body. And does Australia have the ability to do it?
1: And making a good start, that's been their problem. When they've lost, it's if you look at the uh, patent, it's because they've started so badly and before they know it, they're 10, 12 points down. Uh, it was noticeable against South Africa how pumped they were. They were really amped in the first 40 minutes and they dominated that first test against South Africa who strangely just stuck to their old pattern of forward dominance and box kicking and never gave their backs a run but they woke up in the second test uh, yeah i i think you're right
2: yeah all right. it's it's going to come down to the two forward packs right at the end of the day who who gets up front who gets the um the go forward I've I've always said against uh, against the Wallabies, you know, don't um, don't try and run around them too much. Try and go over the top of them because that's that's their weakness. Over, over the last few years, is is tr- just running clean straight over the top of them, and I, I think that's hopefully that's what the All Black team will bring uh, Thursday night.
1: You've lost a couple of key players in Savare and Frizzell. Do you think the All Black problem has been similar to the Wallabies, the inconsistency in selection?
2: Yeah, I, I'm, for the for the All Blacks, I just feel like not everyone on the field has been on the same page across um, the, the best part of the last three years. I think uh, a couple of uh, a couple of changes to our coaching staff over here, is, as I've seen in the last two games. Although we dropped one to Argentina at home, I, I, I feel like there's a bit more of a pattern. We we were just beaten by a better team on the night and didn't prepare well enough. So um, yeah, I, I think I think our game is changing. I think we're looking. I think we're looking better. I think we're looking stronger. I just, um, I just hope we can get on the front foot. I, I hope we play Barrett at six. Um, he adds, he adds a bit of mongrel and a bit of firepower at six position. I like he that. He
0: lacks discipline though, doesn't
2: he? Yeah, yeah, he can do. He can do. Um, I, I think Hoskins at two two will get a run at eight. Um, I certainly hope so. Um, yeah, and it's just going to be, it's just going to be a, a bit of a, a, bit of a tug of war up front. Um, hopefully. Um, your blacks can, can get on top like they did in the second test against Argy and, and, and give them a good rumble, you know.
0: Now, Peter, I understand that lovely wife of yours wants to take you out for dinner during that Lake Cup match. Are you going to go with her or are you going to watch the game?
1: <laughs>
0: Come on, mate. I'm putting yeah, you on the spot Toronto. here, Peter. Now, you, she's probably in the background, so I want.
1: Yeah. She is in the background, probably listening to every word, Waddow. And she remembers having dinner with you yeah. when you were here for the Commonwealth Games and the Gold Coast yeah. and enjoyed your company very much. Yeah. But. Uh, Mate, I'll be watching the game. Good on, to it, obviously.
0: No, good on you, Mike. And one
1: thing I haven't mentioned uh, about this Wallaby team is the absence of Michael Hooper. I think we can't underestimate what a pillar of uh, a rock you know, he's been for the Wallabies, both in the pack uh, as a player and as a leader. And James Slipper's taken over as captain and done a pretty good job, but losing Hooper was a huge blow for the Wallabies. And if there's any excuse, I suppose it could be laid at the feet of the leaders.
2: How um, I mate? Mean, how are ticket sales looking in Melbourne? Is it sold out? Is it what's is it? Is there much talk and hype? Melbourne hyper-
1: people, Steve. Melbourne people that go to the opening of an envelope,
2: you could always <laughs> guarantee a good yeah. crowd there. Okay, so she's sold out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Peter, yeah. We'll, we'll let you
0: go, mate. Uh, uh, what's the weather like there on the coast? Are you Central or Sunshine? You're Central. Oh,
1: uh, uh, Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Coast, yeah. Coast, sort yeah. of Central Sunshine, yeah. Just just south of Noosa, we live. It's been terrible weather, Watto. It's been so changeable. A lot of rain, uh, cool weather. We've been, we had a sunny, warm day yesterday, but it's the first one we've had this spring.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, look, I, so I might... i hold off for your,
1: I'm, your holiday
0: for yeah, a couple of weeks. I might, I might be over there around Christmas time, so if I get a chance, it would be lovely to try and catch up. Peter, as always, thank you for your time this afternoon on the program. Greatly appreciated.
1: It's a pleasure,
2: mate. See you, Steve.
0: Cheers. Cheers, Peter. There you go. Peter is Australian rugby broadcaster, joining us previewing the Blitterslow Cup. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the
2: furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset.
0: Trex, the world's number one decking brand.